You're listening to the Sauropod. I'm Justin Zeppa. And I'm Datavos Bergman. And this is Reykjavik Tonight. Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's game. This is a very important matchup. Team USA against Iceland in what could be a preview of the championship game. Driving around in convertibles, talking to all the sponsor fools. Or hanging with the Iceland lady. We saw you two Saturday night. Eating ice cream with the enemy, huh, coach? I wanted to go up to the party and put on funny hats and be obnoxious and talk too loud and get stoned. Uphold the American image abroad. It used to be a real prestige item in the, let's say the 80s was probably the peak because you would, they would run commercials where they would show you the SI operator. Mm. Sally or Debbie or somebody, you know, some yeah. lovely blonde woman in a cardigan or whatever, and she would talk to you with her little headset on and be like, I'm waiting to send you Sports Illustrated. And if you subscribe now, we're going to send you this telephone shaped like a shoe. Ooh. Like that was an actual thing. I bet you that's... The thing we had in Iceland instead of Sports Illustrated was uh, the catalog for Heidköp. That's where we'd get our uh, softcore wanking material. Okay, sure. In the States, it's, it's the Sears catalog. So oh, fair but, enough. So it's the same concept. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, you can, if you're showing undergarments, <laughs> you, <laughs> you're going to get the... Uh, instigating. You're going to get splatters. Yeah, exactly. If I still had a phone, per se, I would have a shoe phone. No, I lie. I saw somebody that had a bagel phone, and that is officially the best phone. Oh, okay, so bagel phone is kind of on par with the it's hamburger like, phone, like a cheeseburger yeah. phone. Maybe it was a cheeseburger phone. Maybe I'm just maybe bagels are on my mind because um, your um, apartment buddy is um, reminded me of ba- bagels. Why today. was she talking about bagels? We drove past the bagel place. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, man, I really want a bagel. <laughs> Why do I get pizzas? Let's send you home with a bag of bagels. Can we not make, like, faux bagels out of pizzas? Yeah. Um, as the jingle used to go, pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. When pizza's on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Is that an actual jingle? That was a jingle, yeah. <laughs> pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza No, you're being a liar time. now. No, that's true. I forget the jingles of the 80s and 90s were... Pizza, bagel... I like how the 90s... Like, we, we made fun of the 80s when we were, like... When we were in the early 2000s, we'd make a whole lot of fun of the 80s. Yeah, sure. But the 90s are way worse. But in, in a great way, oh, though. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In a great way. I mean, I have a mullet. That's so American. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're playing basketball. They're kicking back on the couch. Look, they're just eating a bunch of pizza bagels. It's amazing. (laughs) Dynabites? What were those? Oh, my goodness. And we're back, of course. This is the news. Sauropod news. And now here's the latest from yesterday. 
A Viking longship and a number of burial mounds have been discovered next to a busy freeway, Norwegian archaeologists have announced. Found only 50 centimeters beneath the ground in Viksleta next to the Yella Mound in Ostfold County. You, you know the one. Of course. Uh, parts of the ship are believed to still be well-preserved. The archaeologists working for the Norwegian Institute of Cultural Heritage Research, or NIKU, uh, used a motorized high-resolution geo-radar to examine the discovery without dislodging the turf and damaging the ship. So that's kind of a drag, as you've discovered this thing, but we, you, you can't really take a look at so it. So it's just down there? I mean, it sounds, seems like a very appropriate and sciencey way of dealing with things. Um, seems like a very Norwegian way to deal with things. It's just sort of a, a yeah, by, by, tacit like, acknowledgement. Yeah, it's over there, but we don't want to touch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just leave it over there. Also, Sorry about that, old, old Norwegian. We listeners. love all of our Norwegian friends out there. But it's just my duty as an Icelandic person to make fun of the Norwegians. They would bust your chops if they were sitting in these I don't know seats how they would. Well. well, you guys are pretty flawless. And we are indeed. I'll give you that. Also found in the area were We're five. also very humble. <laughs> as a people, as a whole. Mm-hmm. How's that banking going, by the way? Amazing. Oh, okay. It's the best banking. Yeah. It's tremendous banking. Mm-hmm. We have the best banks in the world, and and uh, I know them personally. Okay, yeah, yeah. And they're tremendous people. Mm-hmm. Tremendous. Mm-hmm. Also found in the area were five Viking longhouses, some of them said to be, quote-unquote, remarkably large, and eight burial mounds. So here you can see the, uh, the outlay of the, the freeway, and then... The ship is believed to be about 20 meters long, and the archaeologists have not yet been able to date it. Uh, more investigation is planned to digitally map the unique find and the wider landscape. Uh, dig it up, I say. Let's take a look at that thing. Wow, that's a, that's a fancy-looking ship. Looks like a large uh, underground banana. I mean, to me, if I if I look at this, it kind of looks like, yeah, banana or... Uh a or taco. A, or, a, or a fecal log. <laughs> Sort of a uh, kind of a maybe like an old timey submarine. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You see what I mean? It's got the the top. Put it like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then this bit here is. Oh, you've ruined it now, man. It's it's a sub. It's it's the elusive Viking submarine. Ah. Machine learning embeds Harrison Ford into Disney's Solo Star Wars movie. Did you see this video? I did not, unfortunately. All right, let's let me give. You it. should have prepared me by 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 telling me about this. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up for you. You can w- we'll watch it. Um, Star Wars films uh, have traditionally been cash cows, even when they aren't very good, so on and so forth. Even when they're not very good. Yeah, a little dig there from what, extreme what the, tech. What the fuck is that? Uh, not good Star Wars movies. I know. Well, is this like a is this like a drill into like Irvin Kershner or something like that? Empire um, Strikes Back. No, I think it's uh, it's just a a very hot a hot take in it's this modern bit, age of bitter person. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, we got a lot of babies out there, and here's the thing. I mean, we're at the point not not to make this into an impromptu episode of uh, Wookie of the Year. <laughs> But I will say, spot on, by the way. Uh, at, at a certain point, they're just going to keep making these, right? And what's wrong with that? And it could uh, be amazing. And not all of them are going to be good. And it's just uh, how it's just wrong. That's just you're, how it's you're just wrong there. <laughs> 
Let's talk about that casino planet, huh? Mm. I know what I know. It was very important in order for you to understand the plight of uh, what's his face. The uh, that llama they were riding around. No, the the stormtrooper dude. Oh, uh, okay. Set up his personal arc. Have you know you nothing about uh, script writing? No. Never tried it. So the YouTube channel Derp Fakes has been experimenting with machine learning video manipulation ever since the tools became public in early 2018. Uh, human nature being what it is, the internet first used the face swapping technology known as deep fakes to create porn with celebrity faces substituted for the original performers. I actually do this with my friends' faces. Um, <laughs> I've seen some of them. And uh, wow. You, uh, I've I've posted you on Sasha Gray's face. It's quite oh really quite the size. That's a great combo. I can yeah. see that. I can see that. The porn thing got the deepfakes community banned from Reddit, but the tools aren't going away anytime soon. So what they did, the latest post tackles Solo, replacing star Alden Ehrenreich with a young Harrison Ford. The results aren't perfect, but it's impressive for something done with essentially no budget. Disney spent almost three hundred million dollars making the movie. You want to see this thing? Sure. It's well, it did already do this, and it got like a lot of backlash when they did it for the other film there, where they replaced uh, Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which to- looks great, by the way. Sorry. I wasn't. I was not a fan of it. You didn't like it? No, I wasn't not a fan. Oh, you were, you weren't not a fan. Oh, okay, okay. I thought I thought it looked fine. I oh. think if you didn't know that that man has been dead for thirty years, yeah. who's, who's to fucking know? Yeah. It's just like an old man who, with who the fuck cares? Great cheekbones, you know. Those are amazing cheekbones. Yeah, Cushing, the Cush man. Um, oh yeah. Check this out, though. <laughs> that guy just looked odd to begin with. So I think that's not too bad at that's all. It's not too bad for for zero dollars. Exactly. Oh, okay, we got some Lando coming up here. Oh yeah, look at that! Oh, see, that looks pretty good. Has he got that? Is that gonna be Billy? What's his face? No, they didn't Billy D it. No, Billy D Williams. See, the voice is the issue. Williams, Williams. But you know, he's got the uh, the the body language down, right? He's got the he's kind of got the swagger and everything. Yeah, I mean, the actor did a pretty good job, and uh, and I think, I mean, it looks pretty good. I'm slightly turned on. So that's good. I mean, <laughs> and then we have Nicholas Cage, as Harrison will do. Um, so I guess the larger issue here is what happens when they're doing that with just everybody all the time. And I'm not talking about movies. I'm just talking about like when we're, we're so we're this close to being at a point where you can't believe anything you see. And for the for the listeners, just it is. Uh, it's a very. He's showing something like how many stones? Three liters okay. of, of of space between his fingers. <laughs> yeah, and so that that implies that it's extremely. It's around the corner. It's happening. We currently live in a time where. Conspiracy theories uh, are are sort of mainstream at this point, and nobody's believing anything. Um, I find that your use of the term conspiracy theory is, yeah. is offensive to me. Okay, so what? Where do you object? You mean fact theories, or <laughs> <laughs> like the like the migrants coming up to the border in the, the United States and their cell phones and their the the dollar? Where do they get that money from, exactly. and so on and so forth? Yeah, this is true. I mean, I think my favorite fact that people try and deny is is the chemtrails one. It's, okay. it's so obvious. It's up there. Just look up there. There's the chemtrail. You can see it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's mind manipulation. Mm-hmm. So, whenever you see a plane and and there's like white stuff coming from the back of it, mm-hmm. that's chemtrails. 
forget to put on a on a gas mask for for dusting do it, crops. Do it now. They oh, yeah, will you, control your brain. If you're not wearing a, a gas mask while you're listening to this podcast, I, I don't know what you're doing. Like, I can't be held accountable for whatever... You should definitely be indoors and preferably underground. Yeah, absolutely. If you don't have a ba- gas mask on. And this is the great thing about uh, wireless earbuds. Not to you know, not that we're sponsored by wireless earbuds or whatever, but they do fit neatly into underneath uh, the rubber of a gas mask or whatever material you're using. Look out for sauropod earbuds plugs coming up uh, shortly coming soon to, to a wonder near you <laughs> Ch- check it out on our instagram and then buy them on vendor.com yeah exactly uh all right so let's let's wrap up the news blast here a little a little more where were we local stuff we were with the uh well we were talking about han solo and the 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 deep oh, fakes yes, the, the yes. fake out videos and everything all i'm saying is that we're getting very close to a point where you probably shouldn't believe everything you see. i i so i i want to touch on that just before we you want to wag that, that dog yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i i went off off topic there for a bit so i think if you if you can make movies in the future that mm-hmm. only contain uh, Harrison Ford, yeah, yeah, why would you not? I don't know why you would not do that. That's really like uh, that's really obvious. If you could like Harrison Ford and Dwayne the Rock Johnston and Vin Diesel, mm-hmm. that would be all the characters. You wouldn't you wouldn't need any more characters. I mean, do you even need the other two? I mean, I'm just happy with Harrison. Happy with Harrison. Happy with Harrison. Tuesdays on Fox. How about replacing Oprah with Harrison? Mm, no, I like. I think is he more uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson? I'm more. I okay. Wait a minute. Buddy comedy. Harrison and Oprah. This could be your first gold mine script writing endeavor. Maybe I should try that. I think you should. Maybe I should. So yeah. So we're all pro Harrison, right? I mean, this is yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, how do you? God, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds on this, but like the new Indiana Jones Part Five. How? how what are your what are you feeling about this? I am very excited. I think I think I would like a lot of CG squirrels with Oprah's face on. Them. Oh, okay. You're being a kidder right now. He's kidding, mm. folks. I can see you. You can't see him at home, but I can read his his uh, his stony Icelandic expression, and he's he's making a joke right now. Mm. Um, but I don't know. Maybe he's not making a joke. I mean, I do appreciate uh, a certain type of cinema where where quality has been uh, set aside, uh, set aside, <laughs> <laughs> neglected entirely. <laughs> yes, and and uh, I do enjoy making uh, sort of highbrow remarks about poor script writing. Sure, I saw Jupiter Ascending. It was fine. It was amazing. It was fine. I would say it's the Wachowski sisters. Um, uh, finest work. Uh, would you really say that? Yes. Ser- no, seriously. Would you really say that? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> You're a speed racer are, are, guy, right? I am. A, I actually watched Speed Racer the other day. Oh, did you? Okay. And and was it? I never saw it. Never saw it. Uh, uh, I watched it because some sort of YouTube uh, vlog. Okay. Vlog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, told yeah, yeah. Me to do it. And, uh, We're this close to doing a vlog, by the way. <laughs> like this is podcasting is not that far removed. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I watched it, and uh, and it's a fine film. It's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, I mean, if you're if you're gonna see a film, okay, that's called Speed Racer uh-huh. about a racer called Speed. That's the one. Uh, and you're you, you go like afterwards. Ah, I was a bit. It was a bit cartoony. I th- I, I think you had like. <laughs> I think you Maybe might have gone the into the theater with uh, the wrong expectations. Okay. 
<laughs> great point. Great point. They can't all be the English patient. Am I right? You mean long and boring? Yeah, exactly. No, Speed Racer is like 90 minutes. Oh, even better. God, man, I... I long for the day when it was that was commonplace, 90 minutes. I don't need more than 90 minutes, everybody. Unless you're a Star Wars, and even then, as you get t- two hours, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. I mean, comedies are 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Other is two, two hours. And comedies are arguably 15 to 20 minutes too long. And the thing is, if you, if you like back in the day, the theater would show a, f- a film at 8 o'clock, at mm-hmm. 10 o'clock, at 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, Easy. And you could remember that. Now you have All to go evens. like, oh, well, I'll, I'll actually check when it's being screened. So it's at like 9, 9.13 and this one, and then it's like... 10.45 at that one and mm-hmm. like we, it's well, like I can never make it to the theater at anything 15 it has to be either at the dot or at something 45 you only operate on do you even do halves no 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 okay whole numbers no whole or 45 oh 45 yeah, yeah, yeah. Quarter- why 45 but not 15s uh, mor- that's too mor- personal I'm sorry no no it's morality issues oh okay okay can I explain everything with that I think you just did, friend. Bam. All right. Q's as new H&M store opens in Reykjavik City Center. Around 50 to 70 people waited in line to enter the new H&M and H&M home stores in the new (laughs) Hafnatorg shopping center in the heart of Reykjavik. The stores were open at midday today and offered gift vouchers to their first customers. And this also, this is via Iceland Monitor again, also notes, two H&M stores exist already in Reykjavik, one at Kringland Shopping Mall and the other at Smarlin Shopping Mall. Maybe a quick side note on the Smaurland shopping mall. Please. It is the most uh, big. The biggest. Is it? Uh, shopping mall in Iceland. Okay. And it is also the most phallic shopping mall in Iceland. <laughs> okay. And somehow they managed to build a shopping mall in Iceland in either the late 90s or early 2000s that literally looks like a penis. And I dare the listeners to look up Smaurland. Yep. Uh, shopping mall and 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 see for themselves. It's a glorious piece of uh, architecture. Okay, shoot. well, maybe we'll post that on the old. Uh, maybe we'll take a trip out there, get our photo taken with mm. the big old shopping cock. Yeah. So, uh, with regards to the news piece, though, yeah, yeah, that's an interesting news piece uh, because H and M was giving out gift vouchers the last time. Like there was queues around the corner to uh, an opening. It was the fine establishment of. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, right. Freedom nope. Bread. Rest in peace, right? No. Oh, no. It's still around? Still yeah, kicking? Oh, they okay. actually had a pretty cool business idea where they where they gave away, like, they opened a high-profile store in downtown, and there was mm-hmm. queues for, and I'm not kidding, for months. Shit, man. Just love a donut. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and, and there was literally queues for months mm-hmm. there, and uh, I think they paid people to be in queues. Anyway, the first thousand customers got free donuts for a year or whatever. It doesn't matter oh. and then they just shut down the flagship store and now you can get dunkin donuts in every gas station because everybody's going like oh dunkin donuts you people uh you people listen to me Ooh. jesus listen i love you iceland i love like you sound effect I, oh that. yeah i gotta get a ooh. okay i'm sorry what about what the- 
<laughs> That'll do it for now. <laughs> for right now. <laughs> but uh, Icelanders, I love you, and I love you because you love donuts. Apparently, I think you, you love love us because you have a you have a, an invested stake here. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I need to, I need to stay here, Iceland. Keep me. It's fine. And and look, I I support you and your love of the donuts. You got Krispy Kremes uh, like I've never seen before. Krispy Kreme came a bit after uh, Dunkin' Donuts. It's dense. I feel I feel like I see them everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I must admit that I've tried both of these establishments, uh-huh. and one of them is uh, is not good at all, and the <laughs> other one is pretty good. But do do we want to just couch this in mysterious terms so you can be accepted at I, both establishments? I, I'm I'm pretty sure that everybody agrees that. Uh, I think we all know. Listen, let's not burn any donut bridges. I think so we all you know. Think, you think our listeners might have like really. Uh, a hot heart for for one of these establishments. I think it's pretty well known internationally, globally, uh, that one donut is superior to the other donut. Mm-hmm. And how does the other one then stay in business? Uh, I think just sheer volume. Mm-hmm. I think they're just. You think they make larger donuts? I think <laughs> yep, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's a fair, that's a fair <laughs> assessment. <laughs> We're bang for your Krona. All right. Look, what's, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, you are going to tell me about some food related, uh, one particular food related thing. And then you're also going to explain to me video games, right? Yes. Okay. So I prepared this actually. Okay. Excellent. So we're going to we'll take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to do that and we'll wrap it up. Of all the meals we stuff into our hungry heads and torsos, it seems that dinner is the one we, as a collection of desperately disparate cultures, has decided is the most fancy. Sure, we could conceivably break our fast in the day's work-appropriate outfits, but we all know that there is nothing official nor on the record about gnashing our teeth on a bagel or dripping runny egg whites onto our sweater vests. Likewise, lunch is a shameful excuse to arrest the progress of anything being executed in midstream. A decadent, frivolous meal for the weak, it's not worth the tray it's served upon and is therefore a blight on society rather than a boon. All of which leads me to conclude that dinner is the meal deserving all of our attentions and care. And if you're going to go through all the trouble of dressing up for this feast of friends, why shouldn't your table? That's right, folks. This episode is brought to you by... Tablecloths. Why should the nudity of wood grain distract you from masticating turkey into an easily digestible pulp? It absolutely shouldn't. What, does your table think it's better than you? Because it isn't. It can neither laugh nor cry nor show empathy. It cannot venture down to the coal mines to earn its keep or to bring home enough bacon to get daughter Susie new ribbons for her hair or to wrap water chestnuts with for oven baking in a caramelizing brown sugar rub. You shiftless idle furniture stick. At least have the decency to put something on. So get your gingham out and shut up about it. And would it kill you to accessorize with one of those Chianti bottle candles? I refuse to let a sideboard sideline me when the ever-loving grass has no issue ensconcing itself in a cotton weave during picnic season. You get me, tables? Look, just because I might eat everything you stand for, I certainly don't have to agree with any of it. Tablecloths. They're like bibs for furniture that you chew over. Brought to you by the Consortium of Cracker Crumb Catchers Anonymous. And that was, I'll tell you what, that was great. Congratulations. Also, that product, we got to get like 10 of those. 10, 20, 30 of those. I mean, I am sold on whatever that was. That is an amazing product. And and the capabilities are just endless, really. Super flexible. 
definitely yeah. flexible. I really couldn't have thought about uh, using it like that. No, no, you wouldn't. It's not. It's pretty non-intuitive when you when you're using it in that way. But it's so obvious when it's been pointed out to you. Yeah, exactly. And then and you realize that oh, it can go oh at a ninety degree angle too. This can go around corners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's remarkable. Yeah, no, I mean it's what, what they can't do these days. I'll tell you, engineers. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about cooking? Yes. So you as a people, Iceland, I'm referring to, of course, uh, you're a people, us people, you, um, as, as a people, you people, whom I love, you are, you are a people, a population of sauces. Am I correct? This is true. Uh, we enjoy, uh, condiments in the form of sauces. Okay. So tell me where, uh, historically, where does this come from? How did, how did it get to this point? Because you ha- seem to have a sauce for all occasions, all flavors, all moods. Yes, this is uh, this is a great question. Um, so we basically have uh, two sauces. Okay, and uh, those are mayonnaise based. And uh, they does are- mayonnaise count as a sauce? By the side note, um, yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> funny you should ask. Our <laughs> our local mayonnaise, Gunnar's mayonnaise. Okay. <laughs> Gunnar makes the best mayonnaise. Uh, he it's makes true. the only mayonnaise. Oh, okay, okay. Well, there is A. Finson who also makes mayonnaise. Not as good, in my opinion. No, not at all. But Gunnar's mayonnaise, like like you, you people, <laughs> might be <laughs> might be uh, accustomed to uh, uh, an inferior mayonnaise such as Hellman's or whoa, a shot at Hellman's from out of nowhere. But okay, I'll take it. I'll oh. take it. Our Gunnar's mayonnaise is more a Jello type thing. So if you oh. you take you get it in a um, not a jar but like a, a mini bucket, I would I would say. Okay, is does it, it have a handle? Is, is there you can get one? Okay, if you took it to the beach and filled it with sand, could you make a castle out of Definitely. it? Definitely. Oh, okay. Well, I would well, be a small bucket. castle, but but yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if you would actually take it and tip the bucket over mm-hmm. and then sort of jiggle it about and take the bucket away yeah you would be uh left with a a a self-standing tower of mayonnaise okay so it's more a jello-like substance than an actual sauce i mean so so that's why i sort of uh it's, it's found it's not, it necessary to to comment on that's it. a great qualifier because it is I mean, it, it can hold its shape, yet it's spreadable. Am I right in saying it that? Is, it, that is indeed the case. I, mean, I guess it counts as a sauce, right? If it is spreadable. You're the chemist. I don't know. You yeah, tell me. This is true. Yeah. Technically, it's a sauce. Okay. But also, technically, it's a jello. Okay. Could you spread jello? Uh, uh, mm, great question. Um, I think it would break apart, wouldn't it? It would break apart. Now, there are certain. Do you okay? You guys have uh, do you have both jams and jellies over here? No, mostly just jams. Just jams, okay? Because a jelly, I believe, would have. Oh yes, we do have a jelly. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. It is eaten in the winter time when when traditionally all other food is uh, gone <laughs> rotten and spoiled. Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, we are only left with the best preserved, bestly preserved foods. Anyway, the best preserved foods. And uh, those uh, are, for example, smoked meat, Mm -hmm. such as our smoked lamb. Mm -hmm. But also, and more importantly in this context, it is, for example, jelloed sour ram's testicles and and such delicacies. Mm, yes. And, and of course, uh, sour jellied uh, sheep's faces that have been burned. Of course, uh, teeth teeth intact. Teeth are actually intact, but but mm. for for the jellied version, we you just scrape the flesh <laughs> away from the bones of the skull, or the or from the scrotum. Okay, and the and the the ram's balls is that a uh, they keep they keep well, huh? Those are the ones that they, they, so you, we put them in lactic acid and uh, sure. to keep them. Who doesn't? Okay. I, I, there's some chemistry involved there. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's solid. Mm-hmm. It's been used anyway. Mm-hmm. I've not looked into it personally. Okay. But yeah, and then they keep, and for some reason they're kept also in jelly, so you can actually take the ram's testicle sour jelly and slice it and put it on bread. Wow, that sounds delicious. Yes. Okay. So there's uh, there's like these festivals in the wintertime when the people eat this. And uh, traditionally, all the garments of the servers have to be thrown away after the festival. Yeah, I would imagine so. So what you're saying is that there's a, a sort of a, a bipolar festival through line that that runs through your culture. And, uh, uh, you know, so at one point in the year, you were wrestling the very... Uh, sheep you could perhaps be eating the balls of uh, some months later. Yes. Oh, okay. This is uh, this is very all symbolic. We're learning something new every so, day, yeah. literally every day. So this is our version of Jello. Okay. Or jelly of some description. Okay. Okay. I'm just. I, I wonder because uh, you know a jelly is spreadable, but just barely. Just mm-hmm. barely. They put just enough gelatin in with the with the fruits. I must admit that I've never actually tried to spread the the ramps testicles jelly. I wonder how that would go in, with a, uh, a a lovely Jif smooth peanut butter or something like that. Indeed. Do you are you familiar with Jif? I'm familiar with Jizz. <laughs> I mean, is that the similar thing? Uh, well, I mean, I guess it depends on who you would ask. Some people oh, are yes, skippy Jif, people. The the cleaning cream. Anyway, <laughs> so okay, so back to the sauces. So you've got you've got your mayonnaise based sauces. Yeah, there's there's two sauces, and there's a often controversy if people try and try and tell you that one can be exchanged for the other, but they're called cocktail sauce and hamburger sauce. Okay. And uh, they're nearly identical, but one of them has a couple of spices in it, and it's uh, delicious. You put that on your hamburger, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's a combination of mayo mm-hmm. and uh, ketchup. Okay, a hint of mustard. Okay, and that's uh, so that, that is it. That's for your burger. So. Uh, <laughs> And then your cocktails is more of a, a fancy black tie occasion, all purpose. The cocktail sauce goes with your chips, oh, so okay. you have like cocktail sauce with your chips on, mm-hmm. on the as a side condiment to your chips, mm-hmm. and then you have your hamburger, which has hamburger sauce, which is basically cocktail sauce with uh, some paprika in it. Okay, so and some people for some idiotic reason claim that you can sort of interchange the sauces, but that's not the case. 
That's a hard no-no. Oh, huh? uh, definitely. definitely. Okay. So what is that? What would happen were one to dip a chip in a? a I mean, you hummer. could do it. It would just be completely inferior, and uh, you okay. would uh, you would know you were in a in a barbaric society. I understand. This is certainly not that. Certainly not. Here in Iceland, nee. where we eat ram's testicles. Nay, nee, yeah. Nee. Delicacies, delicacies, Indeed. everybody. But then we do have some more sauces. But these are, these are the main ones. We do like our uh, our uh, broth-based sauces, where we <laughs> okay, where we take uh, the lamb and uh, lambuja base, drain it uh, of juice, and then thicken that up with some cream. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You love the Rioma. Yes, Rioma. Uh, and, uh, and then, of course, we like to dip our potatoes in sauce and maybe mash them in with the sauce. Okay. And uh, steak with sauce. Uh, there's always a sauce. Okay. But steak sauce would be also just sort of a broth-based thing. Not a, uh, a, a rich uh, A1 situation. No, vinegar is not a big thing here. Okay. So do you do you do barbecue here? Do you do barbecue well, very recently. Okay. I mean, we do we do have uh, we do have barbecuing. I don't know if so. That's a a little bit of a uh, of a language issue. When you say barbecue, uh, that's what I refer to as grill, which is where you have like coals yeah. and and a and a. A grill, I guess, is what you put on top of the coals, uh, and yeah, then some like meat a, on top. Yeah, of Yeah, like a grate. Okay, so but like a barbecue to you is is a smoke thing, right? Well, I think there's a, there's a technical difference between the two. I I I've always used them fairly interchangeably, but I think barbecuing does require a certain set of circumstances. Maybe the listeners could. Uh, Tweet us now so we could uh, quickly get a decision on this. Yeah, we got a we got a Twitter. If you can uh, uh, let us know. Uh, okay, so uh, Jeremy says there's a there is a difference. Okay, well then that's all I need to know. Yes, would Jeremy care to uh, elaborate? Come on, Jer Bear, let's do it. Come on. And he says, well, I can't read that. No, no, that's way too long. Yeah. Oh, no, come on, Jeremy. You wouldn't write that on the internet. Yeah, it's no, there no, no. forever. He's you know? he's banned from Twitter now. Yeah, sorry. We can't. I'm not going to address that. But so speaking of dressings, um, I sent you a photograph, if you will maybe recall. And if not, I have it on my phone. I was I was at a uh, one of my favorite uh, cafe bookstore combinations recently, and I was having a uh, toasted bagel breakfast sandwich, and it came with a dipping sauce. Now, have you pulled up the photo here? I have pulled up the photo. Now, can you tell me what this sauce is? I mean, it was delicious. To my, uh, I would guess that this is a bastardization of the cocktail sauce okay. in a in a ranchy type style. Is, would would that be accurate to the flavor? That it, you know, there was a tang to it. Is there would what be, I would say. It would be reminiscent of of of. Of ranch. Uh, I don't know if it was uh, if it had the same carefree, carefree frontier style. But uh, could it Elan be like a really shitty version uh, made in an island nation? Of, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Of actually, a continental uh, sauce. When you put it that way, it was it was uh, a ranch with sort of uh, the edges dulled a little bit. Mm-hmm. I guess probably for breakfast consumptions, you don't want to you don't want to be. Uh, Hitting up your palate first thing in the morning with mm. with a load of ranch, I guess. So uh, a muted ranch, a muted ranch. Yep. Yeah, 
interesting fact. Uh, the I don't know uh, the Nachos Company <laughs> that we <laughs> Nachos Incorporated. <laughs> nachos course. Incorporated yeah, has yeah. a has a ranch flavor in the states. This is called Cool American. Uh, yes, in Iceland. Th- actually, yep, absolutely. I have not seen it recently though. No, they actually changed the been- name of it to Sour Cream Flavor. But are they the same though? I the shade of blue no. of the bag is slightly different. That's the only reason I question oh, you. But I, I mean, maybe I'm it's not seasonal. Maybe Cool American is seasonal, depending on how you feel about us. <laughs> Since the election, <laughs> was it? Thing like you know what, guys, we got to shut this line it, down. It might have coincided, yeah, with, yeah. The, with the election. Now you do do the spicy chili. You've got that over here. We do have that. That from the <laughs> Nachos Corporation. Boy, that's the uh, Nachos Incorporated. Okay, well, great. Uh, I'm glad you have this clear up. So, so basically, the sauce that came with my breakfast sandwich was not a mistake that should have been there, and I should have dipped um, the, the sandwich into it. No, the, oh. it was a mistake okay. in the sense that the sauce you should have gotten was cocktail sauce, which is uh, maybe an enriched cocktail sauce, which would have been like uh, mayo, a bit of ketchup, uh-huh. and uh, some mustard all mixed up together, and maybe... Not, not unlike the hamburger sauce. <laughs> What? Come on! I mean, totally different, right? Yeah, totally yeah, different. But you could have enriched it, perhaps, with, with some ranch-esque flavors. So you guys have... Uh, I've, not to be Marco Polo here, but you have encountered ranch over here. Is this... Uh, I mean, I don't see it around. I think, uh, no, no. I think the only encounters we have had with ranch is uh, through Cool American. Yeah, Ranchos okay. Incorporated. That makes sense. <laughs> Because uh, so, America so, loves ranch dressing. They they hid that valley for a reason, and it's because we love it so much. We they don't want the source to be public. Exactly. So I don't even know what the what the flavor is. I think it's like a ninth flavor. It uh, ranch. Itself. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a seventh sense. It's a it's a its own galaxy of of pleasure. So there you go. So the now, pleasure of run. Yeah. So great. So we got that cleared up. Listen, this is going to be an ongoing thing. As I encounter sauces, I'm going to be throwing them at you literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. And I need, I'm just going to need your help on this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when, when I say there's only two sauces, that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a, a slight oversimplification. Listen. But, uh, but there's going to be more that you're going to encounter. You're going to encounter the sweet mustard that tastes nothing of mustard and only of sweet. The, is this the hot dog? The yes. hot dog mustard? Yeah. I've seen in the white bottle yes yeah yeah and it has to be the specific brand right the uh, mustard incorporated the <laughs> what is it <laughs> it is from uh Suderlands, or uh, abbreviated as ss hot dogs Ooh, sort of uh maybe maybe we should shoot them an email do, or, do they know <laughs> i think they might have okay. <laughs> <laughs> i think they might have not cared oh okay well boy as we learn more about the history of and I'm again I'm not lying this time <laughs> no it's true <laughs> you can make a google and find that yes um are we allowed to say that make a make, make a google yeah yeah nobody's listening ah. <laughs> <laughs> the search incorporated yes exactly uh you make a search engine and and, and find the sauces well okay great so now I'd, I'd like to move us on to uh, as, we, as we kind of like wind down the show here, you are uh, a man plugged into a world that I'm not terribly familiar with, and that is video gaming. You are, and I, the only reason I'm making that assumption is that you are the person I heard about Twitch from last year. 
you you ex- kindly explained it to us with the patience of a kindergarten teacher. So did I explain uh, Twitch to you in the terms of of uh, people paying uh, money to watch other people play video games, I possibly think, while in their underwear? Yes, that came up. I believe that came up, and it's fascinating. And I want to I want to dig into it. Let me let me give you a little bit of ground work just so you know where you need to start. I don't. I've never had a whole lot of time in my life. Even though I grew up concurrent with video gaming, I, I never really got into it. So we had a we had a Nintendo growing up, and my parents very cleverly decided to forever turn us off of video gaming by only getting us games such as Battle Chess and Lee Trevino's Fighting Golf. <laughs> fighting golf? Yep. yep. Wow. That's, that, it was, it that was just a golf l- game. It sounds way more interesting than golf. It was a golf game. So this is the part where I need that. And, you know, so subsequently, I mean, like I, I don't live in a cave, you know, like I played GoldenEye and uh, I was really into that uh, Star Wars pod, pod racing game that was on the N64. For, yeah, I had that one. Yeah, it was a good one. I, I did spend some time with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mario Party. From the really good Star Wars films, man. The uh, the prequels. You got to uh, s- number one. Stick with the OG, the you know, best, man. I know it's up there. I mean, it's number one for a reason. They wouldn't have called it that if if he didn't feel if the creator, yeah, the god of G- Star Wars, George Lucas, didn't think you know this is the best. This is the this is as good as I can do. Yeah. So you know, other than that, though, I don't give a shit. But at the same time, I recognize that as we move into the future, we are forever marching into the future here. That this is a thing that's happening. Uh, video games are becoming more uh, mainstream. It's a huge part, it's subculture. So I want to be a part of it. Like I want to acknowledge all you uh, super progressive feminist gamers out there. Like I, I, you know, tell me all about it. So this is a part we're going to call this "Explain to Me Video Games." And that, of course, if you are a nerd from the late 1980s, you will recognize that as the on the green sound from Lee Trevino's Fighting Golf. (laughs) (laughs) So, look, I want to start with this thing I've been hearing about. You tell me, explain to me. You've got like, I don't know, two minutes or whatever. What the fuck is Fortnite? Fortnite is is, uh, Battle Royale. Uh, if you remember the film Battle Royale. I do, I do. Which is uh, where you had children of uh, Asian origin mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. fighting each other to be the last one standing. Right, right. This is Fortnite. Okay. Except the children don't have to be of Asian origin. Okay. They can be of any origin. Great. We're all inclusive now. And are they? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> And uh, they run around in a fancy, cartoony world where they have guns that are color-coded. So you have, like, the gold gun is the best gun, and Uh the green gun is the least best gun. And then then they can kill each other. And I've uh, I've spoken to... To parents about uh, Fortnite, mm. and they allow their children to to play Fortnite rather than other similar games because this is a this whole battle royale scenario where where you have like a bunch of people, a hundred people dumped into one sort of map together, uh-huh. one level together, and uh-huh. they murder each other. They allow their children to play this one because the murdering is cartoony rather than sort of realistic looking. Okay, that's how there's we like our there's competitors where 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 there's like they place emphasis on realism, but uh, Fortnite, uh, it's all about the cartoony, cartoony violence. So wait, what is the, um, 
what's the end what's the end result like what are, what do uh, okay i'm i'm uh, i'm fortniting i'm there i gotta i have an avatar right is that a yes. correct uh, term you, you you start the game by uh-huh. uh, getting a random avatar okay uh but if you pay the money you can choose your avatar sure all right so all usually right. i'm uh old I'm, man commerce comes into play i see exactly mm-hmm. you gotta make some money mm-hmm. um so you have an avatar uh-huh. either paid for or not okay and then uh, they they dump you onto the 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 stage the la- level the it's an island and you can't get off the island okay and there's been a storm there's some sort of story to this like the world is in disarray blah 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 uh and uh, there is a storm and you are on the island and for some reason you have to fight everybody else okay. so you get on the bus where you all sit civilly on the bus it's a flying bus but <laughs> <laughs> but you all sit very it's a magic civil. school bus. Yeah, okay. it's a school bus. Yeah, okay. definitely. But flying. Okay. Yeah, sure, uh, sure. And uh, you have nothing but a pickaxe. Okay. And then you, <laughs> then you decide, I will jump out of the bus now in order for me to land somewhere on the island mm-hmm. and preferably away from everybody else so they won't murder me immediately. And then you land over there, and you have nothing but your pickaxe. And uh, you start pickaxing everything you find for... Uh, materials so you can build things okay so it's like a minecrafty thing and i don't know if you know minecraft no that's a separate episode we're yeah, going to get into that. yeah, yeah. Right. just bookmark that <laughs> so uh Coming yeah you, soon so you mine stuff too so you can build like cover for you and and houses and stuff but mostly you try and find guns and uh, okay. everybody starts off with no guns, mm-hmm. and then eventually you'll find a really terrible gun, and then you'll find a better gun, uh-huh. and then you'll run into somebody. He'll probably murder you because you're <laughs> like because he's had too much Adderall and you've had none. So so far, just real quick, uh, this doesn't sound too dissimilar from James Bond's GoldenEye, but just on an island with a school bus and pickaxes. The GoldenEye one, was that one like a multiplayer thing? Yeah, I mean, against it's... against other people. Yeah, you play against your, your jackass buddies who are way better at it, mm. Joe Irvin, and you could, who knew all the shortcuts and could appear yeah. behind you and would shoot you before you even had a chance to be like, yeah. hey, look, there's a, you know, there's I got to go down this hallway here, and boom, you're dead, and then you fall. This is basically the same thing, except okay. in James Bond GoldenEye, you respawned and were able to uh, be killed again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In this one, if you die, uh-huh. you're just out of the level. And there's just one person that lives, and he gets the win. Okay, so let me ask you that. All right, so I'm I'm Fortniting, and I've got my avatar. I'm uh, I'm Andres Und with uh, with an eye patch, right? And I'm I'm walking around. I got the, you know the kind of like mid range shitty gun, mm-hmm. and I see somebody else who is on the bus with me. Can I form an alliance with them? Can we work together? Is there any so teamwork? So there is actually teamwork. You could go into the level in teams of two or four. Okay. Uh, and then there's like a matter of which team is victorious, murders all the other teams. Okay. But uh, in the single player one, you could decide not to murder him, and he could decide not to murder you, but uh-huh. there would be murdering involved eventually. Okay. Well, that's intriguing. And I think that actually they would call that cheating. I think you could be reported for that for for actually forming an alliance with a with a separate player that is not on your team. Oh, 
That's a good point. So there is a there is an overlord watching the goings on of Fortnite Island. Yes, who, who gets to call some shots? So like, how does that work? I think it's a robot. I think it's a oh, um, we were talking about the artificial intelligence. Oh, you think it's Pepper? I think it might be Pepper. <laughs> God, I hope so. Huh? I mean, Pepper's very listen. Okay, back to Pepper real quick. Pepper, do you think Pepper was selected by other artificial intelligence of like you are the delegate that we need to get across? So how what great you're are. what you're asking is, are they like into the whole archaic democracy thing? No, robots? I mean, it, it would happened really be, quickly. Would there be a vote? No, I, well, I mean, maybe they would. You know, I don't think the robots would be democratic. You don't think you? No. Would, don't you think they? Uh, They'd be autocratic. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, actually, I mean, democracy is a is a pretty failed experiment. So, I think the oh, robots bold would, statement they got. I, I, <laughs> I think that's if uh, we weren't two hours into the show, we'd <laughs> dig into that some more. <laughs> Uh, no, no, it's a it's a tremendous experiment. It's the best experiment. I have tremendous experience with it, and I, I Fortnite. I, I have no, I have the best democracy. democracy. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> it's tremendous. No, I think the robots would definitely be a hierarchical society where they'd be like one cool bot, the best bot, and they'd be like all like the time machine, all like H. T. Wells about it the um where you'd have the the lazy blonde people living in, in decadence up above and then the um the purple people eaters living underground. yeah the morlocks that's right yeah exactly okay well that's a curious take on the impending <laughs> no, i mean the morlocks were fine with being morlocks weren't they they seemed listen they um, <sighs> i i gotta be honest with you they they look like they were maybe a little depressed they look like they had uh, they're sort of, sort of down and out, if you will, mm. uh, literally and figuratively. Maybe sort of they were a little husky, right? Maybe doing a little overeating, just sort of uh, sitting sitting in a darkened uh, chamber underground. Mm. Or you, or do are you, you think- trying to describe Icelandic people? I am not. I would never. I love the Iceland people. But I think, uh, or are you just saying that they had a, a chip on their shoulder because his. Uh, his time machine, the time traveler's time machine, landed right where they needed to be. Yeah, that kind of thing. I think that was the case. Yeah. Okay. So just different strokes for different yeah, folks. Yeah, I think and, so. Anyway, um, I think the robots would always, always just program the robots to like being worker robots, and then there'll be hedonism bot, as we know okay. from Futurama. Yep. Yep. Uh, and, and all that. Okay. So, do you think? Um, do you think the future artificial intelligence uh, entities? We don't, you know, no he's and she's anymore. Just you know, their own, their own thing. Do you think they will be playing Fortnite? Will Will they require amusement? That's That's an excellent question. A philosophical one, perhaps. Um, I don't think not, not that one. <laughs> no, I think they. Uh, I think they would like to be entertained. Yes. Let's just hope they uh, are entertained enough by us cats. Maybe, uh, yeah, that's true. Well, look, there's. It's. I think this is all going to filter. I down think it's too. always going to be like either we we entertain them by purring or we entertain them by fighting each other by fortniting each other. Yeah, it's, we just become Fortnite. I, I think they're going to turn we, the tables. I think they're gonna. Yeah, they're gonna Fortnite us. Shit, man! God damn it! All right. Well, hashtag cat life. Um. All right. <laughs> Well, Is that the uh, fighting golf? Yeah, that's Morley Trevino fighting golf. That's when you, uh, I think it's a bogey sound, maybe? Maybe par? I'm not sure. 
There's a whole mess of them. There's like, I found uh, about 25 minutes of Lee Trevino mu- fighting golf. I didn't still. must be like a, a little device you can buy from uh, vendor.com uh, that has all of these on separate buttons. Yes, there there could be. And if you. There'll be a link to it on, on the right over here on the screen. Yeah, exactly. And you can, um, you know, if you're checking the Twitter, I'm sure you'll you'll run right into that. Jeremy, I told you, you're out of here, buddy. You're out of here. Man, can we ban him? He just—he's been talking this entire time. He's really trying to put us off, but we've been uh, managing to ignore him. We're gonna stay the course. Listen, we're gonna we're, we're wrap the show up here. But I want to—I uh, want to describe for our, our friends who are who are not in Iceland that this country that we're in currently—you are a uh, something of a manuscript culture, as I understand it. You mm-hmm. take great pride in your sagas and your eddas. Yes, there's a lot of Eddas around. It's a name of a female. Is it? Okay. But for some reason, it's also a name of stories. That is how into these stories you are. Mm-hmm. And so I can appreciate that. I'm a, I'm a man of history, and uh, I've enjoyed sort of delving into, very lightly so far, but we'll, we'll get into it more uh, as the months roll on here, uh, Your the, the tales of uh, your medieval forebears. Or five bears, whichever. I don't know how many bears. Are, are there bears here? There's been five bears in Iceland. All of them have been shot on sight. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Was that a festival, by the way? And did it come down to drinking? <laughs> there was definitely drinking involved. Yes, now, we do yes. have uh, the occasional ice bear coming from Greenland. Oh, they, okay. They're pretty pissed off when they arrive because yeah. they... <laughs> They've been holding it the entire time? Uh, they have a pretty <laughs> shitty boat they come on. It's like uh, <laughs> it's, it's mostly just frozen water. They, they come over here on and then they land and... And are hungry for children. Okay. Well, so that <laughs> when does that happen? I want to be aware. As, as there was one actually earlier this year. Okay. Shoot. All right. <laughs> well, uh, check back with the winter edition, and I'll, I'll be keeping my eyes peeled for that. Uh, meanwhile, Frau uh, Bandarikiram, and we have our own sagas. And so, what I want to do is a little change, and I want to share some of our stories with you because you're not only an ambassador from iceland for the rest of the world but i'm an ambassador of the united states actually i don't think we have an ambassador in iceland currently no you don't actually do we not okay since that's vacant i would like to just take that place right i i I think actually uh i can appoint you oh okay well then as the ambassador from the world to no to the world uh, I can actually... I have that power. Okay. Well, then, great. Uh, is that cool? Do you mind if I just uh, take that? I, uh, do you have the sword anywhere? I mean, we can... For work the I think it's in the garage, but uh, I mean, we can do it. When we run you through HR, we'll dip out to the garage, grab the sword, Okay, and we can so, do that. So, well, uh, I, I pre-anoint you. Okay. Well, cool. This is. Let's consider this a uh, an audition of sorts, all right? Fair enough. So, what we'll do is... Uh, We'll, we'll queue up. I don't have it here, but we'll do a bed of some nice dramatic music. Let's. Uh, yeah, there it is. Okay, mm. Taste, oh. tasteful, but you know, classic, epic. It feels. It feels cold. Well, it is, and it, and it's a uh, the 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 chill that you feel is something that we like to call in the states drama. So. Gasps. Sagas of the States. 
and feel free if you have questions as we get into this here i, I please i implore you please break in any time now because uh, there are some cultural nuances that maybe perhaps you're not familiar with that you know i can i already have one translate. question okay please when you say off the states yeah there, there there's more states than just your states are you, are you gonna just limit this to to certain states like those of the united ones these are the united ones yeah that's the only those are the only ones that i can speak w- with authority and uh, i i believe i've been given that authority by uh, my people to do that i'm taking that authority that's uh, the american way oh freedom don't tell me what to do many moons ago it was an age of heroes in a time of conflict And in that time lived three brothers. While none of the boys were of enough years to shave, each was aged to a point of having defined personality traits that were celebrated by their family and friends. The eldest was strong of will, like that which might crush you against a proverbial hard place. The middle brother was wild and untamable, his spirit animal in nature. And the youngest had a hunger for all of life's experiences that would not be sated. What is all of life? Is that like uh, the like life hashtag of all people? of life? Yeah, yeah. It's sort of, it means um, bottomless breadsticks and endless salads. Oh, nice. Yeah. So think about that. Hey, he had hunger for it. That makes sense. Well, this was a long time ago, and appetites were huge back then. Exactly. But uh, like you described them as if they were all in the same age, but uh, they definitely are not of the same age. They're not triplets, no, but they're staggered. They're in within, let's say, okay, mom and dad. Are we saying like this is pretty old time? So it's like there are uh, at least one pair of Irish twins there. Well, I think they were thinking that there was a chance that maybe, listen, considering how long ago we're, we're currently living back now, Maybe only one of these is going to survive, so we should knock out a couple more. Just as a safety, a buffer, a buffer kit or two. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quantity. Such were the, right, exactly, and such were the uh, conditions uh, of the United States back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, in those days, winter faded into spring, and soon into summer, as seasons are wont to do. And though the brothers were beloved by their parents, this transition into warm weather and a decided lack of school days signaled a traditional excursion into the mountains. There they would stay with their grandfather and learn from him the old ways. Mm. For you see, there could be no escape from the march of progress in their familial home, located as it was in a region historians now refer to as the suburbs. Where once fields, where once were fields to be sown and harvested, were now plywood ramps for bitch and dirt bike jumps and half pipe shenanigans. Mm. In hearth adjacent alcoves, where ancient texts, uh, where uh, where ancient texts were once illuminated by hand, now rested the technological marvels of exotic Game Boys and Atari Lynxes. Mm. The only solace that could be found was located on the expansive acreage their grandfather owned, having invested wisely when prices were low and promises were high. There the boys would go in pursuit of practical life skills, such as preparing meals over a blazing hearth, communing with nature, and learning ninjutsu. Wow, what is ninjutsu? Ninjutsu, it's a uh, it's a it's an ancient uh, uh, martial art mm-hmm. uh, with lots of uh, chopping and kicking. All right, so mm-hmm. it's like uh, judo chops and, and yeah, yeah, um, and karate kicks, just like that, just like that. And you put on Don't. a special. I think the only difference between all those is the color of your pajamas. And so, uh, ninja mm-hmm. pajamas tended to be darker. Ah, I see. You see, the boy's grandfather was a fascinating archetype, deep in both his wisdom and merry with his pranking. 
Oh, yes, Grandfather was quite the prankster, and there was no better target upon which to execute the whims that filled his life with such joy than the brood born of his daughter. Every morning he would creep up to the loft where the brothers slept, and would tickle their faces with a piece of long grass until they awoke and smiled in acceptance of his dominance over them. For it is here, in this dawn-soaked ritual of acceptance, that a ninja is made. That's just, you know, a little bit of bonus history for you there. I mean, we're telling a story, but I want to color it with some, uh, you know, a little bit more. Based of course, on of course. We wanted to give you some more. I mean, not me, of course, but like the ancient, you know, the writers of the whoever. Uh, no author uh, notated here. Uh, in those ancient times, the path to martial arts mastery began with tickling, continued with high kicks and low punches at foes imagined in the air, and ended with a battery-operated dummy whose eyes would light up if struck firmly in the throat or crotch. Those are really the the only places you need to know how to strike. Well, exactly. I mean, that's a tale as old as time. Like, exactly. Quite literally. We're seeing on the historic record here, um, this has been passed down for generations. Yeah, I mean, it's it's remarkable like that you are holding these, these, these texts uh, in such an open fashion. I would have thought you were more careful with your oily fingers. Or oh, you, precious. you think cotton gloves and all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. You would think, but I mean, it's, listen, it's America. Again, you, don't tell me what to do. You have no respect for for history. They, <laughs> listen, I have so much respect that I want to be touching them. That's how it is. Uh, I want to caress. I want to stroke these leaves, you know? In freedom. in f- Freely, please. Uh, don't fence me in. Only after these three steps were taken could a young man be proclaimed a true ninja. If you listen closely, you can still hear their mantra crying out from 16th century feudal Japan. Light up the eyes, boys. Light up the eyes. (laughs) Having spent the summer mastering these trials, the grandfather bestowed upon the brothers new top-secret names that would instill fear in the hearts of their many, many enemies. Rocky, Colt, and Tum-Tum. Now knighted with these cartoony monikers, the brothers would set off for home, where they would use their sacred powers to eat snacks, shoot hoops, and seduce the neighbor girl via tin can communique. Is that something similar to Tinder nowadays? Um, actually, that's uh, that's not bad. Uh, that probably, I think the two uh, there's a, du- a direct lineage between the two technologies mm-hmm. of tin cans and Tinder. And while that autumn seemed to be resting safely in the palms of their recently clenched hands, the aforementioned conflict loomed. For the boy's father was an agent of the kingdom, tasked with keeping the peace and capturing those who would upset the harmony of their civilization. The brothers were, of course, aware of this burden placed upon their father's shoulders and did not fully grasp the implications of him putting himself in harm's way for a living, by which I mean he and harm would eventually have to collide. And collide they did, for he had nearly ensnared an evil warlord, who kept his ponytail long and moist as a symbol of both his virility and his power over the underworld. But such was the arms-dealing warlord's power that he was able to laugh heartily in the face of the father and soar to safety upon the metallic wings of a helicoptering thunderbird. So we've got sort of a mythological, uh, you know, chariots of the gods type of thing yeah, happening. It's definitely there. Uh, reminiscent of of the European dragons. Yes, yes, not unlike that. So there's definitely some uh, 
some lines to be drawn between the two. I wonder. I wonder if there was some influence coming. Do you know from if there's any any scholarly uh, articles about about the connection between these two things? No, I haven't. You know, I haven't really checked the, the text on that too much. Uh, there there are no citations, as this is the original uh, saga. Yeah. I don't know, but I mean, it's definitely worth looking into. I think we should definitely look into uh, articles about that sort of dissect this and and uh, look into the historical context. Yeah, definitely. I think there are plenty. I've seen. Um, I should pick up a copy of uh, Popular Mechanics. I think they do talk about helicopters in that occasionally. Mm. Uh, I bet you they have a website, though. And while little of this would seem to be worth noting since we started by discussing leg-sweeping preteens, the plot is pulled together once we learn that the evil warlord was once a business partner with the boy's grandfather. The details of this business are nebulous at best, and we would be forgiven for wondering how a loving grandfather ninja master would become embroiled with a shady arms dealer. But such is the state of the historical record of this era, which, I remind you, was many, many years ago. Indeed. The evil warlord soon put two and two together, realizing that the three brothers, if threatened appropriately, could serve as leverage against both their grandfather and their father-father. He therefore sent three mercenary assassins, descendants of his attorney's bloodline, to seize the boys and keep them hostage until such time as he could complete his evil goings-on. So we've got, uh, again, we've got a sort of um, a battle of uh, shadow armies looming, is what it feels like to me. Yeah, indeed. Know. It's very dark, and uh, again, I, I appreciate the thematic music. Oh yeah, this music is pumping right now, isn't it? It's indeed. jamming. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's hitting all the right notes. The three assassins, though dim of brain, were bright of spirit and attacked the boys in their own home with threats of a surfing variety sent flying both fastly and furiously. But the brothers, being the ninjas we now know them to be, fought back with a series of charming booby traps. These include, but are not limited to, assault with thrown compact disc, entrapment by shoelace, and poison by stool softener. But while the booby traps ensnared the intended boobies as planned, the warlord sent forth what is known in the business of evil as backup, and the three brothers were finally captured, ninjutsu and backwards baseball caps be damned. So, okay, we got a turning point here. I see. Um, Are the baseball caps uh, being turned backwards? Is that like a traditional thing? Or? Well, it, it, I think during this time period, which again, I mean, ages and ages ago, it was very fashionable for one to... Uh, you know, flip the script as they say, and, and turn turn the the build to face but backwards. The, this is not like a ninja out, outfit. It doesn't matter which way the cap is is turned. No, I for think ninja uh, activities. I think ninjas are allowed to because of their mastery over their their craft. I think they're allowed to wear their baseball caps however they see fit. Mm. I mean, that's that was my my understanding. But again, it would take a real historian to kind of dig deep into these issues. Yeah. yeah. Held prisoners on a ship in the local harbor with no leads left for their father to follow, it fell upon the septuagenarian hand chops of their ass-kicking grandfather to save the day. He joined forces with the grandsons he had trained for probably this very moment, and the ninja family tree bent in the winds of the warlord's own ninja army, but did not break. So if we see a, a clash, really, it's sort of, it's Tolkien-esque uh, in a way. It is indeed. Uh, it's, it's very intriguing hearing such uh, such deep histories of, of, uh, of the United States. Yeah, it's, it's a lesser known story. I mean, that's why I'm glad that we've got this platform that I can, I can share it with you and, and your people. Um, you know, so Iceland, please, this is for you. I'm doing this as much for you as I am for my own people. You of know, because these things, this is the oral tradition is what we're, we're doing here. And uh, how else? This is 
is the original text. Yeah, no, this is this is it. I mean, I this 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 is printer paper that's got the um the uh the break off side bit, you know, yeah. like the uh the it's it's perforated on the sides. Exactly. That's how old this is. Uh, such was the tenuousness of the entire situation that the evil warlord put on his own ninja pajamas and did battle with the retired bucket hat wearing gentleman who was at least half his age. I'm sorry, that should be twice his age. Was at least twice his age. <laughs> Again, like some of a, these translations are, are shady. <laughs> also, it's just quite difficult. I, I think there was a smudge there from a, from an uncareful fingerprint. Yeah, it looks like a, some kind of a, a coffee ring or something like that. So that's that's on me. I'm sorry. That's uh, don't sorry, mean to history the text. for, <laughs> for display. History, my apologies. <laughs> twice his age. It was a back and forth and mostly back exchange, but nothing... That a handful of the Hungry Brothers' jelly beans and a few hearty crotch kicks couldn't cure. And the mantra rang out. Light up the eyes, boys. Light Light up up the the eyes. eyes. Exactly. And so the brothers and their grandfather saved the day, leaving pretty easy cleanup work for their father and Uncle Sam's agents, who arrived to the scene of the battle just as it was about sewn up. But while Dad's role in all of this was about as useless as his son's were, all parties present could agree that arms dealing and the black market were bad, neglecting one's children was worse, and everyone at that moment deserved ice cream. The grandfather smiled as he watched the boys pile into their family wagon for peanut buster parfaits and examinations of each other's bloody knuckles, understanding that, despite all common sense, you really could describe these feisty lads as three ninjas. Wow, that's amazing. The end. And I can uh, already see where uh, where our traditions sort of collide here is that Oh, is that right? You yeah, see an overlap. Yeah, yeah. There is an overlap and uh, because Icelandic tradition for for having ice cream is is You love the east. We love the east. And oh. and there's a lot of people that that associate ice cream with with a certain kind of weather or something like that. Okay. Uh or or a temperature, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. in Iceland no, that's not the case. Well, you know, in the, in these uh, you know, scholars have shown that these suburbs are are possibly located in the southern California area. So I think maybe, you know, you get a, a sort of a warmer climate there and so yeah, you get some again, warmer days here, you know. Immediately you're now making the same mistake. Uh, oh, am I presuming too much? You're presuming in oh Iceland, God, ice cream is applicable at any time, um, at any day. Allow me to apologize to Iceland for this, among many other things we've discussed tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it will be the first of many, but I love you. So, yeah, there you go. I mean, that's just a little slice. Uh, again, this is a... Exactly. That just it just happened. So, that's that's from me, ambassador of the United States of America, to you guys. Uh, you're welcome, and we thank you for for this uh, enticing slice of of uh, Americana. Listen, I mean, there's a whole codex filled with other sagas such as these that we will be you know digging into and sort of uh, bringing to light. You know, it's the age of podcasting. There is, is is wide open for this type of analysis. I think so. We really I think so. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I don't. Uh, thanks for listening and. Uh, Maybe I could have a, a, a final message to the people. Do you have? Yeah, sure. If you've got one, th- throw it out there. The, the floor is yours. I think since we didn't manage to po- uh, broadcast this live, uh-huh. you could be listening to this at any point, anywhere, and under any circumstance. So, the robots might already be... Indeed. Yeah, but, we might be cats. But uh, whatever's going on in your life, go and have ice cream.
couldn't have said it better myself. Thanks, everybody. Check us out at thesauropod.com uh, and all the social media and all that stuff. I guess, it, you know, like us on all of them. I think that, I guess that does something for us. I've never seen any results that I, would bear that out. But I think we might need to uh, delete the Twitter account now. Is, is Jeremy still fucking with it? Yeah, oh, really is. Twitter Jeremy. I'll tell you what, man. You were out of here. As soon as I figure out how to ban you, you were banned so hard. Definitely don't check out the Twitter. Don't do that because it won't be there when you when you look. But the rest of it, it's all good, man. So uh, on behalf of myself, Mr. Detefos Bergman, that's it. That, that's the, the end. Goodbye. Bye.